When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Bunny Michael, and welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. How are you feeling? How are you thinking? Lately, I like asking how are you thinking just to sort of stay in the mindset that we are not our thoughts and we have some choice in the matter, right? It's the last week of January, and we have a new president since the last time I spoke with you, which is definitely a welcomed shift. It's not the end of the story, but it's a change that opens up new possibility. Lately, I've been meditating a lot on possibility. When we fantasize about what our futures will look like, it's such a trip to realize that we base so much of those predictions on past experiences because that's all we know. So if we can't imagine things getting better, a lot of the times we think it can't happen. But revolutionary shifts in healing and creativity often come in packages we can't imagine because they don't exist yet. So how can we meditate on opening up to all possibilities while not needing to have a distinct definition for exactly what the future should look like? Being open to all possibility isn't something our minds can understand and conceptualize. It's something our hearts manifest. Our higher self lives in our hearts. And it's not limited to words or definitions or mental concepts. It's not bound by language. It's tapping into a source. And our job is to be willing channels of that source. We just need to show up to our purpose. We just need to be open and willing for that source to use us for its higher purpose. You can call it love or God or the universe or whatever word resonates with you. When we align with our higher selves, the source of that energy moves through us as a creative, spontaneous energy. And then we mold it into whatever form that we bring our unique experiences to it. There is no limit to what we can create because we source our power from what is limitless. Think about a time when you were working on something and you were just so focused. You were just channeling. You weren't caught up in worries about the future. You weren't thinking about your past. You were fully present, just letting that energy move through you and that information move through you. That is our power and we all have it. The more we prioritize connecting to our higher selves, the more we will channel the love that wants to move through us and manifest in the world for us to see. I'm actually very excited for our future because we all have the possibility to create something truly revolutionary and truly beautiful. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I hope you're doing good. 
Um, I am going through a breakup right now. I've been for the last year and a half in an open relationship. And because of 2020 and quarantine, we ended up living together and also working from home. So we got used to being together a lot. Throughout all the relationship, I've had issues with being open since it was really hard to communicate with her without getting into a fight or me feeling even more confused. And living together pretty much worsened all this. I was hyper vigilant. Some days it was hard for me to even concentrate on my projects because I was thinking about us or thinking if she was talking to someone else or if she was going out. I felt very jealous and frustrated um, with not being able to talk about this and, and thinking and seeing that she was maybe not being really honest. So I ended up checking her phone and that started being kind of like a, a habit that I wasn't happy about. So yeah, we um, got to make a few agreements and that made me feel more comfortable and secure. Uh, but I still had all that feeling of knowing that I was lied to and that I was manipulated. So a few weeks ago, we broke up because I found out that she cheated on me with a friend of mine. And then she broke another agreement again in less than a month and was very cruel about it. So it all felt very traumatic and I didn't have much time to heal since I feel like everything happened very quickly. I understand her reasons and her emotional limitations, but I don't want to make this an excuse to let someone that is not making me feel okay back in my life. It's hard for me to learn to be alone all of a sudden and, and, and try to get my life together while feeling rejected and betrayed and lonely. So I want to know how can I get back the power to myself and give me and my projects the energy I've been giving to someone else? How can I deal with this feeling of emptiness and betrayal and, and start to set healthy boundaries for myself um i hope you can give me your thoughts on this thank you so much for listening and for your guidance my hope you have a good day i know you are hurting right now and that is totally understandable especially since this breakup only happened a few weeks ago this was a long relationship and you lived together during a very difficult time with so much uncertainty about the pandemic and you were forced to stay at home and be isolated together. You feel a great loss right now and you should honor those feelings. Don't try to push them away because the more you resist them and are afraid of them, the more power they will have over you. The more you accept it's okay to be hurting about this breakup, the easier it is for those feelings to move through you in the moment and pass you by like a tall wave in the ocean that consumes your whole body but then releases you. All our feelings, no matter how uncomfortable or difficult, are temporary. What I'm hearing from you is that from the beginning of the relationship, you had a difficult time being in an open relationship. Having an open relationship 
isn't for everyone. And I think you wanted to give her something that really you were unable to do in your heart. It's one thing to agree to be open. It's another thing to not resent it and be angry and jealous and hurt every time you're confronted with the reality of what being in an open relationship is. There's nothing wrong with not being able to hold space for that with a partner. It doesn't make you too attached or not independent enough or not confident enough. It just means your boundaries look one way and other people's look another. And both you and your partner seem to have really never come to a mutual respect, trust, and understanding of each other's boundaries, which is important in any relationship, monogamous or not. We all need different boundaries to feel safe at different times in our life. And when something really doesn't feel right, it most likely isn't right for you. Your higher self knows that you're worthy of whatever boundaries you need. And sometimes honoring our needs is one of the most difficult things we can do. You loved her. You wanted to make her happy. So you quieted your needs in order to stay together. But of course, this isn't sustainable, and that's why you felt compelled to look at her phone as a way of satisfying that need, a way to make yourself feel safe. I know that you feel really betrayed right now, and being cheated on, especially with a friend, is so hurtful, and you have every right to be angry and upset. But I also want you to look at how you sneaking and looking at her phone is also a betrayal of boundaries and trust. So because your boundaries were not honored because you were in in a relationship that was open, even though deep down that's not actually what you wanted or needed, you felt justified in disrespecting her boundaries. That's why it's so important to listen to our hearts and not be ashamed by our own needs. So much unnecessary harm comes out of relationships when people are too scared to be honest about where they are in their own journey and what they actually need to take care of themselves and grow in the ways that their heart is calling them to do. Some people cheat because they need an ego boost and they've been feeling really insecure. Other people cheat because they actually need out of the relationship, but they're too scared to advocate for themselves, so they just sabotage it. Your higher self speaks to you through your heart. It knows your wholeness with or without a relationship and guides you to making choices that reflect that knowledge. Your ex is on her own journey and you have no control over her behavior. She has her own karma, her own lessons, and I hope she's learning from this experience as well and how to honor her own needs enough to be honest with the people that she loves. But that is none of your business now. And soon you will begin to see how much what has happened taught you what you actually deserve from a partner and what a partner actually deserves from you. Today is a new day and it's an opportunity to trust your higher self even when it might be guiding you not to what you want in the moment but what you actually need. When we don't trust our higher selves, we get off our path and then something happens and it's like a bolt of awakening to bring us back there. That's what this breakup is for you now. It's not an ending. It's a door opening to making choices that actually reflect how much you love and care about yourself. Your needs matter, so honor them with confidence. Hi, Bunny. Um, Firstly, thank you for everything you do. Um, 
I have been having this recurring feeling um, after I hang out or like see or visit my mom um, where I have a really hard time individuating after I see her. Like I sort of internalize all of the things that I in turn am really judgmental about her, um, her sort of life path or like modes of communication or like her relationship with men. I have a really hard time not absorbing that energy or like seeing myself in her actions. Um, so I was wondering if you have any advice on the habit how to separate myself from my mother. Um, because I find that when we hang out, I become very judgmental of her as almost a way of like putting up a wall, but in turn I'm like being really judgmental of myself. Um, so I would love any insights you have, and I love you and the show, and thank you again so much. Bye, Bunny. First, I want to say how insightful it is for you to know that when you are judging your mom, you're judging yourself because you see yourself as part of your mom, so that's why her behavior feels so offensive to you. You're afraid that you are like her. That wisdom that you're picking up on is your higher self, the vision of understanding where you are in your own healing. So how can you take a step further with your higher self to move past this projection and this judgment? I'm sensing you already know the answer. It's through compassion. Your higher self knows that every one of us is wounded, whether by personal experiences or simply by living in a world that doesn't reflect the love, care, and safety we all deserve. We're all on a journey of awakening from the conditioning of our wounds, and we all have blind spots to the places we haven't healed yet, and that is totally okay. We are human beings after all. None of us, well, mostly none of us, me included, has reached enlightenment. A state of grace where we are fully integrated with our higher selves, fully aware of our wholeness, and only make choices that reflect that. One of my favorite spiritual teachers, Ram Das, has a quote that says, If you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. It's so easy to slip back in our childhood wounds when we're in an environment that consciously or unconsciously takes us back there. And so our anger, our resentment, our annoyance at our parents or caregivers comes right to the surface. We think, how could you have raised me this way? Or we say, we'll never make the same mistakes as our parents. And we want to resist all the things we don't like about them to protect ourselves from their personalities rubbing off on us. And when we're in that mindset, we actually can't see our parents as individuals on their own journey of healing, which ironically is exactly the perspective we need to not feel so attached to their issues. When we center ourselves in our higher selves, we know that even though this is who raised us and this is the story of our past, ultimately, that is just our human story. In actuality, we're spirits in a human experience, and we're not limited by what happens to us. We can have total compassion for our human predicaments when we are the witness to those experiences and we have the freedom to see them as just one level of reality. We have a healthy detachment and we can see our humanness and other people's humanness with an open heart and total compassion. You know, if you can sense that any environment isn't optimal for you to be aware of your higher self, 
like spending a lot of time with your mom, you do have a choice in the matter. You can limit your time with her in order to be able to really value the time you have together and honor her as her own being, not just a projection of your fears. Or you can use the time you spend together as a sort of yoga practice. Start by witnessing your thoughts and try letting them go. When you catch yourself thinking something judgmental, you can just laugh it off. Like, oh, here it comes, my childhood resentments. And know that those thoughts are not a reflection of who you really are. When we're in the awareness of our higher selves, we also see other people's higher selves as well. We see other people not in their human stuff, but as loving spirits, whether they are conscious of it or not. Pretty soon, you will notice people seem to be behaving differently around you because on a soul level, you're bringing them back to that place. And what a loving gift that would be for anyone, including your mom, that really loves you. Hello, Bunny. Um, I am a little out of breath. I've been walking uphill, but I just decided it's a good time stop and sit under this tree and ask you a question, which I'm not even sure if it will turn out to be a question. But um, I, I'm i having this issue where, and it's like a very reoccurring thing that I've had, like everyone I've ever been with, but where I'm always thinking about their exes and like the people they were hooking up with before me. And like, I'm currently in a situation where I'm like, working with my partner and my partner's my partner's ex-girlfriend's best friend works with us too and I know this isn't like a very simple or clear question but it's like I'm constantly torturing myself um with visions of these people together and I'm like trying to figure out how can I you know like stop stop torturing myself and, like, accept that my partner is allowed to have a past and he's allowed to even be good friends with people that he's been with before and, you know, how to not... Like, I, I know technically it's not about me, but, like, on an emotional level, I still feel like I'm feeling a little self-indulgent with hurting myself, making it about me. Um, so maybe a good question would be, like, what to do with, like, when you know certain thoughts you're having are not in alignment with your higher self, how do you, you know, readjust, you know, to get back in, in like, to really believing what's best for you, you know, like, not just knowing what's best for you, but believing what's in what's best for you. Um, yeah. Well, I hope that that wasn't too complicated. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and I really appreciate all that you do. You're my favorite presence on the internet. All right, have a good day. Bye-bye. The first step to letting go of thoughts that are hurtful is acknowledging that you're doing it to yourself. And it's wonderful that you already have that awareness rather than being so unconscious you lash out in a jealous rage every time the fear comes to the surface. So right now you are in the witness place of those thoughts and I want you to acknowledge that that has taken a lot of growth and emotional maturity on your part. When we become more aware of our higher self, the realization that we don't actually deserve to punish ourselves, we start to see 
all the ways that we do punish ourselves. And sometimes it's really frustrating when even though we know better, we still hurt ourselves over and over again. And we're like, what the hell? Why can't I just stop this and let this go? Right now, your fantasies about being hurt and betrayed by your partner is a way of protecting yourself. Rather than being vulnerable to other people's choices, you can beat them to the punch by experiencing the pain of that imagined hurt so you aren't caught off guard. In this way, they can't hurt you when you've already hurt yourself, so this punishing yourself gives you a sense of power in a scary situation where you feel powerless. The journey of our higher selves is a shift to where we actually source our power, where we feel safe, where we feel whole and good enough and worthy of love. We source it from our higher selves, the realization that we belong and that we are at home and safe in our hearts. When we meet someone and fall in love It feels so wonderful. It seems like this person is making you feel loved. But truthfully, love is a state of awareness. And so instead of thinking of it as you're in love with this person, what actually is happening is this person helps bring you to the place where you are aware of love's presence in yourself, in them, and in your environment. That's why you walk down the street with this huge grin on your face and everything seems to be brighter and warmer and you're like, hey, this world isn't so bad after all. But that initial high eventually wears off and your fears show back up and your wounds show back up and all of a sudden you can't get to that loving awareness even with your partner in the room. Even when they say, you have nothing to worry about, babe, because I love you and I don't want to be with someone else. You still can't get there. And you know why? Because you haven't fully learned that it is you that takes you there and you that has the power, no matter what is happening outside of yourself. Love is always accessible because you are love. And when you remember that truth, fear doesn't take you over. You remember that you are safe. Now, we have to remember that we are also not used to this awareness and this realization. The world has taught us the opposite of who we really are. So it's not going to be easy to get yourself back in the awareness of love and in the awareness of your higher self all the time, even though that might be what you really want. It's a practice. It takes time. It takes discipline. And it takes a willingness to make your higher self a priority in your life. All of us have triggers that temporarily block love's awareness. All of us struggle in one way or another, staying in the truth of who we are. But we can't just expect it to automatically happen without making a practice of it. Judgment and fear is everywhere. Ego is everywhere everywhere and we build our own armor from those forces that's what a spiritual practice is it's taking time in your day to reconnect with your higher self who you are beyond your wounds your fears and your insecurities who you are beyond your negative thinking and fantasies that is your true self But you will forget your true self unless you spend time cultivating that awareness. This is all happening to deepen your relationship to your spirit in new ways. To trust the truth of who you are. So what are some practices you can do to help get you there? 
What are some reminders that you can go to when you're confronted with those jealous thoughts? Find a practice that works for you. You could start by, for example, waking up and saying this out loud. I am safe. I am whole. I am loved. And then when those fearful thoughts reappear at work or any other time throughout the day, just take a deep breath and say it again. I am safe. I am whole. I am loved. You can also have a visual or physical reminder too. I personally like to carry around a crystal in my pocket and hold it when I need some spiritual protection from my own mental self-harm or negative energies. When fearful thoughts come up, I hold my crystal as a reminder of the love inside me. I also wear a necklace with a white dove at the end and it feels like it's protecting me as well. And a lot of times I'll hold on to it just for a little comfort. Develop your own tool set. It's what we all need to be doing. We need all the help we can get, folks. This stuff isn't easy, so please don't beat yourself up for still being vulnerable to jealousy or insecurities. It's totally okay. It happens. It's not who you really are. Say your mantras. Meditate in the morning. Get witchy with some crystals or spells. Read a new spiritual book. Do what you need to do to stay in your power and it will get easier. Hi, Bunny. Um, so I've been kind of thinking about lately how I, I'm i noticing how I tend to associate um, being an adult or being a woman, because I identify as um, a woman, uh, with with like having it all figured out, you know, and sometimes I feel less than around people my age who seem to have it more figured out, even just like in capitalistic ways, like having more money or more success or um, nice cars and um, or even like being homeowners already. Um, and for some reason, I still feel like I'm not an adult fully, and I'm 25 years old, and I'm wondering what will it take for me to feel like an adult? Like, what does it even mean to be an adult in in our society? Um, and why have why does it teach us that we have to associate? being a respectable adult citizen by gaining, um, you know, success and material values. And how do I reckon with the fact that I am an adult and I'm not going to get any more, like, of this, like, time is moving, whether or not I, I, I tell myself I'm a legit adult, even though... I don't have all of these things that I see other people have. Um, yeah, it's been a bit confusing <laughs> for me. And, I mean, I'm already halfway through my 20s. You know, I, I'd like to accept myself somehow uh, as an adult and look at my existence as an adult as legitimate. But I'm having a hard time with that and often 
feel less than or not like I don't I don't fit the requirements for that label of being an adult yet. Um maybe you can help me with this. Um anyway, thank you so much. Bye bye. We've all been mentally conditioned by capitalism to believe that how much money we have determines how worthy we are as humans. That's what capitalism has taught us. So it's extremely hard to unlearn those beliefs and free yourself from that outlook on life. When colonizers from European countries first came to indigenous land, they justified their stealing and colonizing and dominance as ordained by God because they believed that their interpretation of Christianity was the only way to God and that they were sent to quote-unquote save these lesser evolved humans from themselves, to bring them salvation. In their minds, God had brought them to do his work and God would reward them for the more souls that they saved. As twisted as that sounds, greed and the desire for power was a holy mission. Genocide, slavery, rape was all justified from the perspective that these people were less than human, therefore less moral, and could be used in service of God's work to fulfill their own desires. The effects of this twisted belief is obvious today. Greed and the desire for power and dominance are why people go hungry and suffer needlessly. It's also why there isn't enough money in the world to satiate these billionaires who pay their workers less than a living wage while accumulating more money than could ever be spent. Because when you equate having more with being more, there is no end. So this is a sickness that we've all been infected by and that we all need healing from. It's the economic structure of the world. And until more people awaken to what real power is, love and the awareness of our wholeness, greed will continue to produce devastating effects by fulfilling this sense of emptiness that people feel in themselves. When you see you are actually not lacking, you're able to be generous because you feel the abundance of who you are. That is the perspective of higher self. You don't need more stuff in order to love yourself. Our culture has told us a story that growing up means more successfully taking your place in the capitalist system. But our higher selves know that the real journey that matters is our inner growth. How awakened we are to the power of love within us is going to determine how much joy we actually experience in our life. Joy comes from higher self, not from ego. True joy is knowing you are not lacking. You are worthy simply for being you. That's why our personal journey to awaken ourselves doesn't just affect our lives, it infects the entire world. The more we step into our higher purpose to heal and help heal the world from the sickness of greed through the power of love, the more transformed our world will become. It's okay to want to buy a house 
and get a car and have those goals. It's totally okay. But remember, all of your assets are here to serve your higher purpose and to better enable you to do the work you're actually here to do. If you don't know what that work will look like right now, that's totally okay. The more you heal yourself, the more you love yourself for who you are, the more you will be able to see the path your higher self is guiding you toward. Everyone has a different definition of adult. I personally don't like that word very much because in a lot of ways, the older we get, the more conditioned by the world we are. Children are much closer to source. That's why they still have a sense of curiosity and openness that so many adults have just lost along the way. You are already on your path. All you have to do is keep going. Well, that's it for this week. I really, really enjoyed these questions. They're so beautiful. Keep sending them in. Write an email or leave a voicemail or send a voice memo to exohigherself at gmail.com. I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope that you're feeling good. Remember, we have to check in with our higher self to stay in the awareness of our higher self. It doesn't just happen automatically, unfortunately, because the world we live in is so bombarded with judgment and fear and criticism. So it's so easy for us to get caught up in that. That's why we have to be really diligent about doing what we need to nurture the love we have inside of us, to be kind to ourselves, to be self-compassionate and compassionate to other people. I'm sending you so many, many blessings from my desk here in my apartment in Brooklyn. I love y'all so much and so does your higher self. See you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 